Hey, welcome to the Worship Launch Podcast. My name is Zach Dietz, and it is our goal here at Worship Launch to equip worship leaders to build healthier teams. So I pray that this episode encourages you and your team. Enjoy. Welcome to Worship Launch. My name is Zach Dietz, and today I am joined by Chris Clayton. Chris is a good friend of mine, and I was actually doing the math today, Chris, and I've known you for about 15 years now, which is crazy. Uh, Chris has worked on uh, a few of my past albums that I did with my old band, and he's done some for our church here, and, uh, and he's an incredible songwriter, producer, uh, mixer. What else do you do, Chris? <laughs> uh that that that'll be enough to talk about for now <laughs> <laughs> but uh chris chris lives in nashville um and he he's produced many guys uh shane and shane he's worked with and there's big daddy weave there's a lot of people that he's worked with in the music industry there and uh chris i just want to start off today with this question um should every church be writing their own songs and why or why not? What do you think? It's a great question. Jack. Um, I've actually wrestled with this for a long time. I've asked a lot of people this question and um, I never get the same answer. So I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily think in this, in that case, with that, with that being said, that there's actually um, a right or wrong answer to that. Um, I will say this. I think the church needs to be writing songs. Yeah. Um, whether the, the meaning the capital C overall global church should be writing songs. Right. Um, whether the individual church should be writing songs. Uh, you know, my opinion is no, actually. Um, and, and I don't mean that in a very derogatory, negative way. Like, no, you shouldn't be writing songs. I mean that in that uh, we all have, you know, the Bible says we all have different gifts, different parts of the body, different things, different things we lean into in our strengths and our weaknesses. And, um, I think there's kind of this um, pressure put on churches nowadays. Like you have to write songs, like yeah. if you're writing songs, you're not doing it right. And I just want to, from the top of this interview, like say, Hey, let's release the pressure valve and go, that's, that's not a thing. Let, let's, yeah. let's let that die off because um, you are no less of a worship pastor or a worship leader. If you don't write songs, um, yeah. God called you to love on people uh, both on stage and off stage first and foremost. And, um, that doesn't always involve songwriting. And I think that's, yeah. I, think, I, I think people need to know that's okay. Um, I do think there's a mandate uh, obviously to, to, to sing a new song and to write a new song. That's come straight from the Psalms, you know, that's all right. scripture. Um, but I think it's okay to, for churches to kind of glean from the greater body who do write songs. Yeah. Um, and I know that oftentimes those kind of get. um, uh, certain churches and movements get highlighted of where we pull these songs from, where there's a lot of smaller churches and in, in, in rural and even city areas um, like mine and yours, you know, that, that aren't yeah. on the national radar, but we're writing songs for our church. And through the beauty of technology, they get out there and we hear stories. I'm sure like you guys probably have of people doing your songs, you know? And so the idea is that the church is collectively putting into a pot of songs, you know, for people to pull from, and so, you know, put, to put it simple, no, I don't think you have to write a song to be a credited worship pastor or, or church um, at all. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It, just taking the pressure off. I think, you know, I think there's a tendency for for those of us who are, 
it's smaller churches or whatever to look at these bigger churches who are doing this crazy amount of putting out worship songs every day. And, right. you know, there's a, I think there's a tendency for us to feel like we have to keep up with that. And if we're not keeping up, then we're failing as a worship pastor. And I love that you just, to begin with, just take the pressure off of worship pastors. You do not have to write songs. And and I love what you pointed out is that uh, everyone's gifted differently. And so, um, so, but let's say let's say um, there's a church out there who's who is thinking, you know, maybe I do want to write songs. Um, if you if you have songwriters or potential songwriters within your church, what's a what's a good way to get started writing songs? And how do you identify those people that may may or may not be good songwriters? How do you? How do you get going as a church if you if you feel like God's moving you in that direction? Yeah, I think I think honestly, the, the, one of the first things to look at is you know as the worship pastor or someone who's in charge of leading leading the music side of of worship for your church. Um, if if you feel called to do that, then it's it's so important to make to 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 try to build a team around you who do that who does that as well. Um, if you don't feel called to do that, it's going to be hard for you to shepherd those that do that want to do that. Because if that's not your gifting, but it may be others. I mean, can it be done? Yes, but they're going to be looking to you as their shepherd to help kind of move that, you know, keep that movement going along. So, you know, really, I would say really search your heart as a worship pastor going up. What are my motives for doing this? Am I doing it just yeah. to keep up with the rat race of of worship songs that come out every Friday or, right. or are you doing it really because you want to equip your church? And so what I mean by your church, it's really easy to get this kind of mentality of going, I want to write for the church and hope I make my song gets out to the CCLI charts and gets, you know, played next to passion and Phil Wickham. Those are great guys and friends. And I mean, that's, they're awesome what they do, but the, you need to, from the very beginning, remember that the goal of, the, of writing for your, the writing songs for the church is to write songs for your church. Yeah, and so it's it's really kind of a heart check at the very top of the equation. Going, what is the purpose if, of of writing songs in my body? What what are our people need to be singing? What do they need to be saying? And what style do they need to be singing? It may not be the same style as a Bethel or a Passion, and those are great people, but yeah. it's got their own bent. Um, so that's that's step number one is is checking, really kind of evaluating your motives and your heart as as the leader of this thing. Um, secondly, is I think I think it kind of evolves two ways. First, people kind of come out of the woodworks and they see that you write songs as a worship pastor. They start going, "Hey, you know, I've written some stuff too," and they'll start showing it to you. And, you <laughs> kind of that. and sometimes it can be very comical and kind of funny. Like, no, this will never work. But <laughs> you never know unless you give people a chance. Is what I'm getting. Yeah, at. just hear them out because there there are some people even in my church that I've kind of been like. Oh wow! I didn't know you wrote stuff like that. Like I'm actually working on a project um, for a couple in our church right now um, that I had no idea they even wrote. Wrote. I mean, he he does. He's he's been a country writer for as long as I've known him, and he and his wife have been writing this like worship stuff that kind of in the background. And they brought me some songs. I'm like, this is really good. Like, where are you going? <laughs> like, and yeah. so um, some people are very forward with that and in, in a very non pushy way, I guess you could say. But some people are also very forward with that in a very pushy way. So you kind of have to just kind of weigh out the, you know, both sides of it. But I think people, what I was getting at, I think people will automatically kind of, kind of um, draw to you. If that's something you're starting to, like if you're writing songs by yourself or introducing them or co-writing with other people, 
people come out of the woodworks and they say, Hey, I, you know, I've written a song today. They'll show you your songs. Then there's the other side of it where you're like, Hey, you know, um, I really want to get our, our songwriting culture here at XYZ church started. Um, it, you'd be surprised people show up who really aren't really songwriters. And some people show up that, that would never step foot on their own to show you that they're a songwriter, but at the invitation that they would. So yeah. it's a delicate da dance, man, as far as like, um, putting it out there and not, and not really opening the floodgates, but also being very selective because at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're invite you're in, you're creating a team basically of people who are going to help shape the worship theology of your church. Yeah. So you can be very selective about where they're at in their spiritual walk, where they're at in their journey as a musician and songwriter, because you don't want to go backwards. You want to propel forwards. So right. it's really, it's really kind of a twofold of really just kind of keeping your eye open as a worship pastor, but also just, you know, not being afraid to ask people because some people won't do it unless you ask them. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, uh, several of us took a trip to Nashville a couple of years back to uh, be a part of uh, a songwriting um, weekend that you guys had called Kingdom Songs. Mm -hmm. And man, we learned a lot just from being there. And when I came back, so I already had sort of a, a smaller team that was uh, helping me write songs here. Uh, and I just decided, you know what, let's, let's throw this out there, see if there may be anybody else out there who uh, has this gift. And so we, we threw together a song, called it a songwriters guild uh, here at our church and had about 20 people show up. And, uh, and we actually, we identified a, a few other guys that really have a strong gift and even helped write a few of the songs on our last album. And uh, so that's just an idea um, if you're if you're wanting to move that direction. But um, and I'll add this too. I, yeah. I think I think it's important. So let's break it down maybe to some nuts and bolts real quick. Um, you know, when you're looking for songwriters, you're not looking for the total package songwriter. So what's the total package songwriter? You're not looking for someone who can write melody, lyric, you know, and and all that in the whole package of things together. You may find someone who is very gifted musically, who's very well, you know, putting chord progressions together. You may have someone in your team that's very well gifted as far as like hearing melodies. Then you've got mm -hmm. the and you've got the, the guy, a girl who just who is gifted at lyric. And so like when I when you're looking for songwriters, don't don't discount them because they can't sing, but they're right at lyrics. So it's good to just categorize people sometimes. You don't want to do that often, but it's good in the songwriting world. It's like when I write with people in Nashville, it's like we're getting put with like I'm I'm very strong melody and production kind of guy, and I'm getting put with a lot of lyric people. So it's yeah. just the idea of co-writing, which we may we may or may not get into today, but it's just it's a good thing to to kind of segregate that and, and not look for the, the the total package songwriter. Yeah, and I so I'm more of a melody guy. I'm not great at lyrics. Uh, but I had, so I had one guy show up to this songwriters guild and he, he can't sing. He plays bass on our, our worship team, but he came with some lyrics and I was like, dude, these are amazing. Like, <laughs> so, uh, so we, we used some of his lyrics and just kind of tweaked a little bit, but man, uh, I was just super impressed with how he could write lyrics together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's not a melody guy, but so we, we use those combined forces or whatever. And we just, we wrote a song together and, so and loved it. Awesome. So, 
Um, yeah, it's, you're right. It's just because I know some guys who are amazing songwriters who can't sing a lick, <laughs> you know? So, uh, um, yeah. So d- don't discount just because they can't sing or whatever. They may be incredible lyric writers. And, and just to close that off, like even looking at a gifted team leader in this area can find potential in people. So, you know, again, the total package is someone maybe who's got it all, who's been doing it forever, but some people just have raw talent. They just need a shot. And, yeah. You know, and, and, and there's difference with someone who has raw talent and someone who doesn't have, who has zero talent in, in that area. It's okay if they're not like, you know, gifted in that area, but there's some people that just go, you know what? I, I, I can think like a songwriter. I, I've got, I've got kind of instinct, like instinct in songwriting is such, is such a big thing, like knowing where a song should go melodically or even lyrically, but they just need reps. It's just like muscle memory. Every time you yeah. a song, you're going to get stronger and stronger. You know, it's going to take 10,000 hours of writing songs to, to really conquer the craft of songwriting. And you probably never really arrived. You can always get better as a songwriter. So taking yeah. a chance on people is even part of the equation too. Yeah. I love that. So as a, as a, songwriter in nashville um this this is a question i've wrestled with because it's so easy to go into a songwriting session and just say okay we're going to hash out another song let's just you know whatever but how do you carry the heart of worship into those sessions you know what i mean like instead of the monotony of of okay I wrote three songs today. Let's let's work on another one tomorrow. I mean, because I know there are songwriters who are in sessions all day, and and it can get monotonous. So how how do you guard against that? How do you carry the spirit of worship into those songwriting sessions? I'll let you know when I figure it out. <laughs> um, no, that's a great question, and it, it really is something that every songwriter especially in in the worship and Christians genre. And we'll just hang on worship since this is what we're kind of talking about overall. But uh, we all wrestle with it because you're right. I mean, I try to kind of guard my schedule of writing two songs a day because I feel like by the second song, like I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty emptied out. You're shot. But there's been those days where I've been kind of like, I have to do it because of schedules of artists or, you know, whatever has been thrown my way. But I try to guard against it because I don't want to feel like I'm, 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 I'm shortchanging the second person, you know, because I pour, right. I pour everything into, it. I want to pour everything into the song that I'm a part of. Um, so, but even, even one song though, like I may, I may write one song today, but I've got to write one tomorrow or even like two days from now. So it's like, you know, that's three or four songs in a week. So how do yeah. So how do you stay fresh? So um, I, one thing, so there, I think there's a practical answer and I think there's um, maybe kind of a spiritual songwriting nuts and bolts answer. One um i have tried to read more in this year um i'm not really a reader uh i don't know how i got to school honestly <laughs> my professors. Uh, I'm, uh, it has never been a passion of mine really until the last year or so and i've just really tried to to read take it to take time to read and not read for like speed like i don't want to read 20 books this year if i read five books i'm great like that's pretty yeah. good um but really reading things that are going to stretch me theologically but also just bring freshness to the truths I already know and maybe yeah. just allow me to highlight, you know, fresh ways of saying things. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I write, I can write lyrics, but I'm more like kind of quality control, kind of like <laughs> melody and production and big picture and keeping us on the track. And like, yeah, QC is where I like to, to land at. But um, so yeah, reading for me has been, been a big deal. Um, 
and, and honestly, just conversations has been a big deal lately for me of just listening to people. And that kind of puts me into the second one. I think I think songwriters stay fresh because they learn how to listen more than, than they do how to talk. Yeah. Um, so for me, like if I'm sitting with with another writer or an artist today, I'm going to ask, you know, you, you've been in co-writes before. So like usually the first 30 minutes of a co-write or so, it's just like, hey, Zach, how are you doing today? Like, it's just catch up. Like we may not, we may not have seen each other for like, you know, six months. And so we're going to just yeah. answer. And so I've learned to just ask the right questions. Um, and yeah. kind of like, you know, especially if I'm sitting across from another worship pastor like yourself, I'm going to ask them, you know, hey, how's your church been? How have you been in the season that we've been? You know, where, what is what is your church? How they've been reacting to that? And it's funny how people, um, we probably talked about this at Kingdom Songs, but it's funny how people, they let their guard down and they don't talk Christianese and lyric, Christian lyrics. They just start talking. And yeah. next thing you know, you've already got like, I, and me, I, I've just trained my ear and my mind to listen for things going, he said this or she said this, and I just kind of tuck it away. And then, then the question is, well, what are we going to write today? I'm like, well, you know, you said, you said something about blah, 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 blah. And that really intrigued me. And I, I've been going through something through this, or I've kind of had an idea for this. And then next thing you know, you're writing a song. And so, uh, so listening has been a big thing over the last couple of years for me and just asking the right questions, which brings freshness to it. So I'm not trying to just create something out of thin air or yeah. re recreate, you know, bring in three or four cliches that have already been done. Um, right. I'm trying to bring in the freshness comes from conversation and relationship. And yeah. uh, there's been times when that conversation has gone on for an hour, hour and a half, and we've may have not finished the song. That's okay. We'll finish <laughs> later. But that relationship yeah. is more important to me at the moment than, than the song. Um, because we always finish the song, but at that yeah. moment is what, what's kind of a God ordained moment. I'm going to take advantage of it. Just listening to them. So that's what brings freshness to me right now. Yeah. And since you brought it up, I, I didn't plan to really talk about co-writing, uh, but you know, I, I learned actually from going to Kingdom Songs. Uh, I had never really co-written a lot until I went there and learned. And let's talk about that a, a little bit. How, you know, when you, when you go into a songwriting session, you may have all these ideas, but those other two or three people may have all these ideas too. And so you kind of have to go into those songwriting sessions with a humble attitude going, okay, I may not even get to shoot out my idea because these guys may have a better idea that we just roll with or whatever. Uh, but what does that look like for you whenever, whenever you go into a songwriting session? Uh, can you lay out some of those details a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So it really is going to depend again, kind of on, on each circumstance. The, maybe the overall answer is, um, and we taught this, you know, I know you've heard this and I've said it a lot is like always learning to hold on to your ideas loosely because songs, yeah. songs aren't really precious. Song ideas aren't precious at all. Uh, really, it's, it's you know, the people that you write with are the, are the most important things and people know they're the most important things in the room at the moment, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and I'd rather not get sideways on making sure my ideas will be right on and lose a friendship out of that, you know. Yeah really strongly wanting to write about something that day or feels like that's what we're supposed to write about in the room, my idea will get written later. Like it's not a big deal. Um, so it's learning to just hold on loosely. And that's hard as creatives because like we just kind of like hold things so closely to our heart and chest. Like we, we you know when, when people stomp stomp on our ideas, we get, you know, it it's like our our whole identity just got imploded on. And so it's like 
And I just had to learn, and a lot of people have to learn over over the years that you know what, that's just a song idea. Like it'll get written another day, or it may never get written, and that's okay. There'll be another idea. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I've just I've learned to kind of leave those held loosely. Um, for me, a lot of times, and, and I think this could be for anybody who who writes songs. Um, you know, if I'm writing with someone, you know, like if I'm writing with you per se, and, and like we're writing for your church. Uh, you know, I'm going to ask a lot of questions about what your church needs to sing. And so yeah. I may have an idea, but if you bring an idea to the table, I'm always going to default to what you, because you know, the people that, that you're standing in front of better than I do. So like if, if the idea I bring to the table, you just say, man, I don't know if that'll work, you know, lyrically or, you know, musically in front of our people Then I'm going to go, you know what? Great. Let's just go with what you got and let's just roll with it. So at the end of the day, yeah. I'm going to default to whoever I'm writing with. And, and especially if it's like an artist or a church, uh, again, holding on loosely to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember, um, being at kingdom songs and I was in a songwriter songwriting session with Mitch Langley and Scott Dota. And we wrote this song called revival sound that you actually produced. Um, and I just remember us talking as three guys going, okay, what's God doing in our churches and the common theme, man, I, I just remember at, at our church, and this is still happening today, but I just really feel like God is bringing about revival in our church, and some amazing things are happening. And, and at the time, they were happening in those guys' churches as well, and we're like, man, let's write about that. That's awesome. Um, and so we wrote this song, and it just came, man, like this. But I've also been in songwriting sessions where we get like one line and we're like, this was awful. <laughs> you know, you just feel like you want to give up. You're like, wow. So, but I, I, I say that as an encouragement to people who may be watching, who, who may be just getting started in songwriting and going, man, I feel like I can never get anywhere. And I think that is one of the benefits of co-writing because you're surrounding yourself with other people who have ideas you know it's not just you when you get at a uh, standstill you can kind of rely on those guys maybe a little bit and sometimes you don't get very far you may not finish a song like you said but um i just i wanted to say that as an encouragement to everybody but um what would you say uh to worship leaders or worship pastors uh who are contemplating writing for their church what would you say um you know, maybe to to cons some things to consider before they go down that road with their church. Uh, what would you say to those guys? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I, I always tell worship pastors who kind of like who are wanting to write for the church or who are wanting to start a culture of songwriting at their church. Like, um, there's not a magic formula. And if I told you how we did it at Gateway, if you told them how y'all did it at Evergreen, it, it wouldn't necessarily match up to how they need to do it at their church, you know? So there's yeah. not a, there's not a, there's not a, while, while there's a lot of great courses and there's a lot of great advice, things like that. Every, every movement of songwriting in a church is going to evolve uh, uniquely. But I think at the core, I would probably just say, just start it. Like just start doing yeah. it. Um, don't yeah. wait for the stars align to just like, okay, well we got to wait till we have 12 people on our team and start writing once a month. No, just start writing with whoever you have. Like if you have someone else who's really passionate about it, We'll get together and just start writing. And I would say this, don't be discouraged if your first song is horrible. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we've if your fifth song is horrible, like it's yeah. one of the I mentioned earlier, like with every with every kind of craft or um, thing you put that you that you do, it's just one of those things that you got to put a lot of hours and, and a lot of a lot of you know a lot of reps into it. Um, the whole ten thousand hour principle is very much applicable here in, in terms of songwriting. And the longer you do it, the more you do it. And the and and sitting down with people and getting feedback from it is is crucial too because it's going to help you grow. Uh, but you got to take that first step. You just got to yeah. write songs, and you're going to write a lot of bad songs. I tell this all the time. Like you know, we're all familiar. We're all familiar with like Phil Wickham and Chris Tomlin and all these guys who write for the church that we that songs we're familiar with, and we know. We know that the you know this is amazing graces and the how great is our gods and all those the bigger songs if you will, but we've never seen their their catalog of really bad songs. Yeah, and so people yeah. think they just ooze out hits if you will worship hits. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but we just think they just write a song and it's like it's it's worship gold and it's and and they would sit down and tell you no they've got a probably a Google Docs or a computer full of them that are just not very good songs or they may be good songs, but they're not great songs. Right. And, and so um, don't be discouraged because like the first song just doesn't feel right. Like it's just, it's a continual muscle memory thing of just pouring into it as you're pouring into yourself more and more. And as you pour more into your songwriting, you will get better. That's just how it works. It's just kind of input output. And so, um, yeah, just starting is, is the biggest thing. Um, and then really, like I said, it's building a team and, and finding a team. And that team may not be seven people. It may not be five people. But if yeah. it's four people or three people or if it's just two people. I know churches that just have two main songwriters that they write for their church. Yeah. And, and, and it will grow as people come to the church and as they find their, and, and, and they're also going to be discipling other people, hopefully, that kind of find that gifting. Um don't be um, don't be discouraged by small humble beginnings. You never know where it can yeah. go. Yeah, I love that. Well, Chris, thanks, man. I appreciate your time. Uh, I'd love to have you on again, discuss something else. So uh, nice. it was great catching up, man. Love you. Um, if you're not subscribed to this channel, go subscribe. Hit the little bell button. Make sure you stay notified every time we release a new video. Have a great day. Thanks.